our story starts, as all good stories do, with an ordinary day and a job offer. Meet Ferda, the Promethean singer with a knack for magic who hasn't quite made it big yet. Anima, the strange-looking action-forged warrior that... No one quite knows what to do with and everyone mostly ignores. And Vilina, the Eldori specialist who questions everything and is known as a jewelry designer. On this day, they received a strange message summoning them to a nearby Federation base to receive more information on a mission. This in and of itself is not out of the ordinary. The rest of the details, though, obscured as they are, may prove very strange indeed. Mysteries abound as the three prepare for the first off-planet mission, and who knows what the universe has in store for them. I'm Casey, and I'm going to be playing Anima the Ashen Horde. Victor, I'm playing Ferida the Promethean. My name's Alexis, and I am playing Vilina Sorel the Eldori. And my name's Priyana. I'm telling the story and playing everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so as I said, y'all are all on Tanatera. It's... Nice little planet, not in the center, not really on the outskirts. It's mostly known for food production, but naturally there's other things going on. Earlier this week, you got a summons telling you to come to the Federation base and tells you where to check in, what to say. And I'm you arrive first because you're working there. When you come in, they check you in and they send you with like a little robot helper whose only real job is to just sort of guide you around. Get you through some hallways to an mostly empty room. It's got some chairs and there is a woman sitting in one of the chairs looking very bored. She looks like average human, about 20 to 30 years. She's got dark hair with some red streaks in it. She's wearing a Federation uniform and she has one emblem on her lapel that says she is a ship captain. And there's like a couple other medals and emblems that she has that you may not immediately recognize, but you can tell she is a Federation officer. I do go and stand in the corner. I don't sit down, I stand in Anima, when you first walk in, the woman perks up silently and is like, Oh, nice to see someone else here. Are you here to collect me, or are you here to be part of whatever this mission is? I am a part of the mission, to my knowledge. Okay, and I'm guessing they probably didn't tell you more than they told me, which was to show up here. That is correct. Great. Nice to meet you. Name's Shadow. Captain Shadow, then. Okay, so around that time is gonna be when Farida walks in. Farida, you also see the woman, and you see... Well, Anima, would you like to describe yourself? Large. <laughs> Gray skin. <laughs> bright red hair which is unusual. So if you've sort of been around the base at all, you've probably heard maybe a rumor about the weird red-haired Ashenforged. You may not have necessarily talked to Anima, but you've seen her in passing one place or another. Farida, what do you look like when you walk in? Wearing a flight uniform, my understanding is correct. Not exactly standard. It looks much more designed for entertainment purposes than anything else. Depending on how long you've actually been at the base, you may recognize me from some concerts that I put on a few months back, hired by the Federation to wake up some soldiers. Dark skin, dark hair that goes down to the auburn. I think the hair is, is relatively loose. It's held back with the, like a headband. Uh, she's got a, a jeweled choker kind of thing with two blue crystals on either side, kind of reminiscent of like tactical microphones. And uh, yeah, it's just, Clearly not a soldier, but also still repping. Ferda, you walk in, you see Captain Shadow and Anima, the strange-looking Ashenforged. And do you say anything? Oh, this is looking to be interesting. Uh, you're the captain, I'm guessing. Yes, and I've, I think I saw you. Did you perform here about a year ago? Yeah, that was me. Did you enjoy the show? That was very well done. 
I still have no idea why any of us are here, but I'm hoping someone will come and tell us soon, because I kind of want to get back onto a ship. That's usually how hiring works. And then she'll just sit down. So a few minutes later, that is when Violina comes in. So do you want to describe yourself? Violina is a slender, steel blue skinned woman with charcoal gray hair and amber eyes. She's wearing, see, I believe if we're all wearing uniforms, she's wearing a black uniform with a black fashionable trench coat around her and two silver colored bracers with designs on them can be seen on her wrists and forearms. Alright, so Filena, you walk in, you see Captain Shadows kind of leaned back in her chair looking, she's not looking bored anymore because there's other people, but you can tell she doesn't entirely know why everyone's there. Have Anima the Ashenforge standing in the corner and Farida sitting in another chair. There's like a couple more places to sit, but... The only person you probably have interacted with to an extent is Ferda, though you've seen Anima and you might have seen Shadow in passing. Hello there. Hello. Good to see you here. <laughs> Good to see you as well. So I'm assuming we're all here for this mission? It would appear so. The name's Captain Shadow. I don't entirely know why we're here, but that's just how the Federation does things sometimes. What are the rest of your names? My name's Vilina. Vilina and Farida, correct? Yes, that is correct. And I still didn't get your name. He says pointing to Anima. My name? Yes, I'd like to at least have something to call people. My name is Anima. It's a nice name. I'm guessing we've all done some work for the Federation before, right? Mm, yep, gotta make a living somehow. Yes, on occasion. I do nothing but. I've seen you around. They usually have you on guard work. You definitely stick out with the lovely red hair. What do you do, Vilina? I work in mainly jewelry with crafting and trading, but I also can hold my own in a fight. So I occasionally have done work for the Federation. This is some of her lovely work, and I'll show a ring that, that's on her hand. Just a little whole crystal thing. Mm -hmm. That is some excellent work. And do you do custom designs? Yes, I enjoy doing custom design work. These bracers are actually one of my some of my favorite pieces. And do you design for just fashion or function as well? I can do both. Some of my pieces can be made in can be used by an artificer or they can just be function pieces. It really depends on what the client wants and what materials they would like. I'd have to stay in touch after whatever this ends up being. My meeting to get some custom pieces, but it's hard to get people to talk to me sometimes. Oh, I'd be happy to help. Definitely an interesting group. I have no idea what the fed. I know as I usually get told more. Did any of you get instructions beyond to come here? I didn't. No, Captain. No, I did not. Wonderful. Usually they're more upfront, but I've noticed sometimes people will get hired and not told anything beforehand. And as I hope they don't keep us waiting too long, I've left my second mate on the ship. Should have brought her with me. Fifteen minutes passed and nothing, nothing happens. I was wondering, can I do a perception check on the room? Yeah, you guys are more than welcome if you want to sort of check around the room. Yeah. See if there's anything. Insight check people around you. Okay, I do know who I want to want to insight check. The person that sent the message the first time to summon. They're not in the room. You have no idea who they are. Yes, but I received a message. Would have just been like plain text official Federation seal. No sender. The only information would probably have just been general of like the building you were supposed to go to. I got a 17 on my perception check. Okay, and are you looking for anything in particular about the room? More like, are there any odd markings, like holes in the wall, or maybe cameras or something? Just not- I don't want to make it look suspicious, but Vi would like to check the room. Just sort of glance. 
About 15 minutes passed with nothing really happening, so you've had time to look around. There's a couple of chairs or on each side if you try and check it, it doesn't open. Fair enough. And there's probably like just sort of one camera just in general in the corner pointed towards where the majority of the chair is, just for security purposes. Okay. Actually, let me see. I was gonna see if Shadow noticed, but, uh, pr- dope. <laughs> she doesn't notice me looking around. Oh, notice me looking around. Noticing by. That's okay. Can I roll to see if I notice her looking around? What would that be? You're gonna roll perception, and Alexis, I'm gonna have you roll deception, because you're trying to hide it. Because you're trying to not be obvious. Okay. I got a 19 in deception. Oh. <laughs> Cool. Oh my god, I got a natural 20. Oh, wow. So you do notice her kind of looking around. And, yeah. I was really lucky because my perception is negative one. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you, you do notice Malina just kind of glancing around, taking note of the doors. After a few minutes of silence, Shadow's just gonna kind of like lean forward, like elbows on her knees, and rest her chin on her hands. Like, guys, have any of you been off planet before? As part of my jewelry business, I have been to different planets to get materials, to speak with clients, things like that. Yes, Captain O'Hara. This is not my normal outpost station. How long have you been on the station then? Only a few months. Okay. Do rotate guard. It makes sense. What about you, Farida? It's nice for tourism to be had in the nearby planet, so I, uh, uh, you know, went to enjoy myself. Okay, so I'm guessing you've traveled on the larger transport ships, right? Yeah. I haven't really flown many of those. My transports are smaller, so you wouldn't have experience on a ship like I'm used to. What kind of ship do you fly, Captain? It's a little starship. It can be used to transport some stuff. The Federation has me running small packages around, messages, checking to see any interesting stellar activity. They don't let me much into the center of the Federation, but I don't mind. I get to spend a lot of time out in space, and I've got a ship that actually has a window. Have I heard of her ship? It's a little thing called the Jaeger, and... I want to roll history to see if you've heard of it. Or I think it's called lore. Yeah, lore is history. I forget what things are called. Uh, that's a that's an eight. Should all three of us roll it? Or if y'all want to? I rolled a 12. It sounds familiar. In Anima, since you work closer with the Federation and a lot of people talk about stuff around you, do you roll? Uh, 14. Roll again and if it's higher, take that number because you would have advantage because you just work closer. Uh, nope, that time it was a one. You've heard, like, Whisper of Captain Shadow and the Jaeger. It's, she gets odd jobs. She's one of those people, like, she got up to a certain point and hasn't really been allowed to advance much more. So a lot of the work she gets is in sort of the outer rim. And usually it's people who aren't pure human who get sort of stuck at a certain point. But she looks human. She does look human. I want to roll onto that. Okay. Insight. That is an 8 plus something. Yep, that's a 12. If you look really close, like, some of her features, she might have, like, some features. Like, she has, like, vaguely, like, they could be possibly a little more Promethean, but it's it's kind of hard to tell. It could just be genetics, but she could have a little Promethean in her. Being a Promethean, that would make sense. It's been going on 20 minutes, and it's still just the three of y'all and Shadow. No, I'll probably be on my little phone device thing, big through stuff. Probably actually researching all these people. Researching to see what you can find out about all of us? Yeah. Where are you doing your search? Just general accessible knowledge, or are you going somewhere you might be able to get a little more stuff that's not open to the public? Uh, I don't have any of that kind of fancy stuff. I'm just, like, Google searching. So if anything comes up, oh, I see it. News clippings might show up, but uh, nothing special or or super intense should show up. Chad has been a pilot for a couple of years, but nothing really noteworthy comes up about her. Vi pulls out a pair of sunglasses from what look like sunglasses from a coat inside her, from a pocket inside her coat. Sorry, she does not have multiple coats on. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love that mental image, though. <laughs> Beautiful. She does not. She is not a practicing magician. She does not do that. And she puts them on, and actually also searches for information. Would, would that be considered a sim unit? Yes. Okay, that's what I have. I just let her flavor it so it looks like sunglasses. Because I am okay with flavoring things. Yes, thank you. <laughs> for style purposes, functions just the same. And I would actually like to check both the sim and just do a quick run of the shadow net. What I need to roll for it, or? What in particular are you looking for and about who? I would say the Jaeger, the ship name, but... For the rest, I would say looking up. Um, I probably already have information on. Already have information on Farida, but maybe more information on um, Captain Shadow. While you're doing this, she probably pulled out something similar and is messing around with it. So the Jaeger, it was kind of like a prototype ship for something that the patient decided to discontinue. It's supposed to be kind of like a little stealth ship. Okay. Just it didn't quite do what they wanted to, so they moved on to something else. So they gave it to Captain Shadow because one of the things you find out is one of the reasons she hasn't risen very far on the Alliance is through some kind of medical test. They discovered that she has some Promethean in her. Mm. And she's also like questioned some orders before, so that's why she hasn't really risen through the ranks. But she's also good at helping get things done sort of under the radar or she gets jobs done quickly especially in the smaller stealth ship just because it's faster and she mentioned sona earlier sona is a sort of ai that she found that is bonded to her who is both good with technology and with medicine all right and so it serves as her second in command so You'll probably find some notes on the fact that the reason she was given the Jaeger and permission to fly it with Sona is because, well, they're both good at the job and it technically only really needs two people. So if something happens to the ship, not that big of a deal. Okay. She's probably going on between five to ten years flying. Okay. Farida would have gotten, like, how long she's been in there and the fact that the Jaeger was from a discontinued experiment in, like, stealth technology. Okay. That the Federation got bored with, but they had the prototype. You're checking on the dark net for Farida? Or, or have you in the past, I guess would be the question? I would say yes. Vias looked into Farida in the past on the shadow net. Comparatively to what you're getting to searches within the Empire, outside of the Empire, you're getting a lot more hits on fan groups and a lot more interest outside the Empire. Mm-hmm. Farida is famous and she has no idea. <laughs> yeah, she has no access to that, that dark net thing. So she has no idea in, in her searches. She just like, eh, whatever. There's a grassroots person. Okay, what, like, famous for what, her entertaining? For singing in languages that are not Empire-related. Ah, uh, okay. While we're waiting, does anyone want to ask anyone any questions or strike up any conversations? Yeah, Anima is not going to because that is not her job. It's, it's been going a while, so it's just kind of like, are we just all going to sit there awkwardly staring at each other? <laughs> I mean, that's what we've been doing so far. Pretty much. Fair. Anima, are you also here for the mission? Or are you just here for more um, security purposes? I received summons to come here. I assumed it was for security purposes, but it is also possible that I'm on the mission. Okay, thank you. I was told that they would send the other members of this mission to this room. I guess it's just going to be us. Anyone have any idea why we might be here or why they've chosen us? I usually fly pretty solo. No idea on my end. I don't know why we were brought here today. Unknown, Captain. Bureaucracy is it at its finest. Telling you to go places and not actually explaining why. It seems as if we are all here, though. No one has entered in a long time. Yeah, I would think that would mean they would come explain what's going on, but they might just wait until it's most convenient for them, never mind what any of us would have to do. You can tell Chav's kind of grumpy about this whole situation. I was taken off all other duties. I have no other place to be. I guess nothing better for me to do than wait to see what this next mission is. 
us Federation captains don't grumble quite this much. All right. So, Violina, you're probably starting to see this might be another reason why she hasn't been given more command. Okay. Well, what would you be rather doing, Captain uh, Shadow? On my ship, laying around space, doing something other than sitting here in the most poor ever seen. Although it is very nice having company. I expected something a little bit more specific. But, you know, teach their own. What would you rather be doing? Making money. And I'm guessing by sitting here, eventually some money will come. Is it nice to have company, Captain Shadow? None of us have said anything for a while. It's better to be stuck in a room bored with other people than stuck in a room bored all by yourself. Now I have the option of conversation. Oh, if I was back on my ship, I would still have the option. So, Captain Shadow, are you often flying in space between missions? Or do you go planet side usually? Some of my missions involve me going planet side, but they mostly just have me flying around, keeping an eye on things, monitoring space. They probably gave it to me because it's a low stakes job, but the Jaeger has some pretty impressive sensors and it gets some information. It can also have offensive capabilities and I just get to enjoy space. Is space enjoyable? You can actually see it. It's nice. Like I said, my ship has a small window so I can see the stars. They're out whenever I start feeling cramped. Part of why I joined the Federation to fly. See, I've never seen the stars from space. It's a shame. I didn't have to show you on the Jaeger. I mean, they actually give me permission to open the windows. They're being annoyingly sneaky about things, which means they'll probably have me close that. A few more minutes pass, and you kind of, like, hear the door unlock. And Shadow just perks up immediately. You might expect someone also in uniform to walk in, but it's another one of the little robot helpers and Shadow sags and sighs very frustratedly. So as the robot walks in and closes the door behind it, it starts talking. And it says, You have all been gathered here because your skill sets make you uniquely suited to participate in a mission of great importance to the future of the Federation. From now until the end of this mission, you will be permitted no contact with anyone who is not directly involved with this mission. You'll be traveling aboard the starship Jaeger, which has already been given the correct coordinates for your first destination, as well as the path it will take. Your job, Captain, is to ensure that there are no deviations from this path. Upon arrival, you'll be given a package and the coordinates to which that package must be delivered. You're not to interact with the package in any way beyond the loading of it onto your ship. Suspicious. Federation personnel will be at your final destination to help offload the package. I'll be paid 500 cubo upon completion of this mission. Do you understand? Yeah, I think so. Understood. Yes, understood. If it's a simple pick up and deliver, why do we need more people? You have all been selected due to your skill sets. Shadow just kind of like leans back into her chair and is like, okay, so whoever's ordering this doesn't want it known that they're ordering it. And they send a robot because the robots can't let slip more than what they already know. Wonderful. She's muttering this under her breath. And then she kind of looks up at Thirsty. Well, you ready to go? Yes, Cap. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. She stretches after she ends up. It's like, oh, I've been in that chair for hours. All right, come on, let's go. Hey, robot, where are we going? First, I am taking you to a combat training simulator to make sure you are prepared for anything that might happen. Oh, that's comforting. This way, please. And it unlocks the door and starts heading out the door. Is there anyone else in the hallway, or just the robot and ourselves? Relatively nondescript hallway. There's some doorways, but there's not really anyone in there. You get the feeling like there's not a whole lot going on in this area, or at least right now. So is everyone following, or is anyone trying to do anything as we follow? Um, no, I don't think so. Following the robot. What's everyone's passive perception? Oh, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> If you could make an argument that your character is just, like, on the lookout for anything strange, I'll let you roll it. I mean, she is, but her passive perception is 16. Okay. Passive perception of 12. Passive perception is 9. Okay, so, <laughs> Vela, you're the only one that notices this. Yeah. Um, Shadow pulls something out of her pocket and looks like she sends a quick message and then she sort of tucks it back in, like, and keeps walking like nothing happened. Did I see what kind of device it was? 
It looks like a version of like a sim unit. Okay. Was it like a single button push or like a quick message? To like quick text message. And what languages do you know? I know Common, Nassive, ALOMU, and Lingo. You don't recognize what language it's in. All right. It's not the one she was playing on earlier. So does it look like a recording device? Or would I need to do a check for that? It looks like it can be used for communication, but just roll a straight intelligence check. 17. It is definitely not Federation issue. The one she was on earlier was, but the one she just sent the message on, not a standard Federation communication device. Would I have seen it or heard of it before on the Shadow Net? You've heard of different ones, but like, there's nothing like specific about this one that would say like who it's from, but you can just tell it's, it's not Federation. Okay. Which could just be she has another thing to communicate with people. Like, you know how some people have a work phone and then they have a personal phone? Yeah, so the robot leads you down a couple of hallways and brings you into this room and a wide open training area where there's two sort of like raised platforms with like glass walls. One is smaller than the other. The robot explains, this is the training simulation area. We are going to put each of you through a brief single combat situation to see how you handle yourself. You're allowed to use any simple weapons provided. We recommend you not use any other abilities that you may have. Can't make any promises. Shadows is kind of like looking around. No, oh, get to play around in this. Robot just turns her. It will not be necessary, Captain Shadows. You are a pilot. I'd like to make another perception check on this room, just while everyone's looking around it. And we do have passive insight and passive investigation scores as well. Okay. I don't know if you're keeping track, but passive investigation on mine is 15. Okay, so there's a lot of heavy shielding in here, which would fit with it being like a combat simulator, because you have people of all ability ranges. There's also a lot of surveillance, but it's not more surveillance than you would find in a typical Federation base. I got a 17, so I don't know if that changes anything. What are you trying to find or keep an eye out for? Recording devices, security cameras, anything that would show that they were potentially recording our simulations. There are a variety of both cameras for recording as well as sort of scanners that you could assume are like just to keep an eye out for if anything is getting out of hand, but... Okay. Roll me another perception. Let's see if you notice something in particular. Ooh, I got a 12 for that. Something seems to be a little weird about the cameras. It's mm -hmm. like they're not behaving like normal cameras would, but you can't quite tell what. Uh, may I also roll a perception check on the room, checking for ranges and to see what cameras are on and what cameras are not being manned. Because you can see whenever a camera is like moving around to watch. Alexis, add your efficiency modifier computers. I'm proficient in it. I have a plus three. Okay, so bring it up to 15. Can't tell for sure, but it looks like some of the video cameras might be off. Some of the cameras may be off? The other stuff there to sort of help with safety seems to be working just fine, but it looks like some of the cameras have been powered down. And mm. what did you get, Victor, for your perception check? I was actually checking for which ones were off and which ones were on to see kind of what angles they're trying to get and what information they could possibly be trying to glean by watching. And 19. So with that, you would assume most of the cameras would be pointed towards like the training areas where they could gather information on like the people fighting, but you notice some of them are like angled more up so it looks like they wouldn't be able to see who was in the area okay. which would make them oddly ineffective yeah hmm. so instead of being pointed where they could capture all the combatants it looks like they're pointed more up towards like because there's like these it looks like glass bolts not actually glass it's something sturdier than that but sort of like enclosures around the combat training areas and so who would like to do the single combat training first I'll go first. And she'll pull out a, a collapsible staff from her pack or whatever it is, and it pops open in her hand. The robot's going to direct you towards the smaller of the areas, and how this is going to work is you're going to have a series of holographic en enemies attacking you, and you're going to try and fit into them off as best as you can. Okay. 
it's gonna be random which direction they come from, and also... No worries. There's like a little door that opens, you step up, you step through it, and then it closes. Like, if you want to leave your pack by the side, you can, and Shadow will watch it for you if you want. I would. Just drop my stuff and step up. Keeping track of those cameras the whole time to see which ones are following and that kind of thing. They don't seem to be following, they most seem to be fixed or off. You can also see there's other sort of energy scanners that you would scan for, like, if there's a surplus of energy that could result in, like, too much power or explosion or anything that could damage the integrity of the building. So countermeasures can be put in place to make sure the building doesn't explode or burst into flames. Ominous. Hmm. It's a training simulator, and there are pe- people with espers can get pretty powerful. <laughs> oh, she knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as you step in, right, let's see, door closes, and like the glass frosts, you can't really see, but everyone else you can see inside to her. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, oh, let's see, first person, it's a holographic figure is going to come at you from the front, and it's, it's going to swing a metal baton at your head. So is this a surprise? Well, you see it coming, but let's see if it's going to... Uh, yep, nope, doesn't hit you. <laughs> it okay. swings and it misses, so now you get to attack. About those cameras that aren't exactly pointed at the ground. Yeah. Am I at least ten feet away from where those cameras are pointing? They're probably going to be pointed at least five feet above the average height of the shortest person in the group. Okay, so it's just above me. There's also the scanners that will pick up sort of just different energy readings. Are these holograms of the manipulatable variety? Can I grapple the hologram, or is it just light? You can physically interact with it. It's just... You may not know this, but the holograms can make you feel like you've been hit, but and like you can get in physical altercations with them, but the whole thing is designed so you can't accidentally die. That would be embarrassing. I'm going to cast Blast straight above me. Uh, extend the hand towards a, towards a... Oh, it has to be a creature. Really? Interesting. But never mind. I can argue that these technically count as creatures, but also if, if Farida is trying to hide what she can do from people, everyone else can see see her. She's not trying to hide anything. People know that she has special effects in her shows, so maybe it'll be weird if people are like, hey, wait a second, those aren't special effects, those are magic. But uh, she's not actively trying to hide that stuff. But the spell I tried to use is the target, and there is no target where I'm trying to shoot it. So I'm just going to beat the, the hologram over the head with a stick. Okay. That is... Uh, 11. Just hits. So, roll for damage. Alright, she's going at it with two hands, so that'll be two damage. It stumbles slightly, but it's still... Like, it's not completely gone. You can definitely tell you hurt it. So it's going to take another swing at you with the baton. Great. It'll be a 15 versus armor class. 13, so yes, it hits. It feels like you've just taken four hit points worth of damage. Alright, down to 16. So as you're fighting this, there's going to be another that sort of appears over by the wall. Okay. This one is going to be sort of coming from your right, and it's far enough away you should be able to get another hit before it hits you. This one has a saber. I'm gonna swing again with the staff. Ha! That's funny. That's a five. That misses. Good with the sabers getting closer, but they're not quite close enough to hit yet, so... Let's see... I'm sorry, but 17... Uh, hits. And does five damage. Alright, down to eleven. You get one more swing at this guy before the other one's close enough to hit you. Uh, how big is the room? Say it's about fifteen feet. Okay. Fifteen by fifteen box. And the holograms aren't moving particularly fast. Great. If you had taken it out faster, had more experience, it'd be going faster, but it kind of adjusts to the level of whoever's in there. The second one I'm actually going to cast a magic spell at, because I'm not good at reading, at listening to the rules. They didn't say you can't. I'll pay three skill points to cast a rank two disruption wave at the guy that's furthest away. Oh, you're shooting at the dude that hasn't been hit by anything yet. A range of 90 feet, so it's definitely going to hit them and bounce all the way to the back wall. Make a ranged channeling attack against the target on hit. The target takes a bunch of necrotic damage immediately, and then half of that at the end of its next turn. On a miss, it grazes the target with disruptive energy for half of its initial damage and no damage at the end of the next turn. I'll roll, that's 14. Hits, and what's the dice roll for the damage? That's seven damage. He's gone. So that was not a problem. 
No, it's the one that's in front of you that's a problem. Then you get one more whack at him before the third one shows up. That's fine. I'm not worried about number two. Yeah, so you just have number mm-hmm. one. Since you just obliterated his friend, I think, yeah, it would be back to his turn. So I was an 11. I don't think that hits, uh, right? If it beats, it beats. So yes, it hits. I promise I'm not trying to hurt you too bad. All right, cool. I don't look like I'm in good shape anymore. <laughs> oh, my turn again? I'm, I'm gonna actually going to force bolt it. Works too. Since I haven't seen that there's any negative effects, sorry, it's not a force bolt. That's what I have marked down on one sheet, but the one that I picked out was blast. That's it. I'll use blast on it instead. And succeed a con saving throw on your end of 13. That would be an 11. Okay, so the so the thing hit. It deals 1d12 fire damage. It deals 7 damage. Uh, it's gone and also number three would have been starting to appear right as you hit it and it was also going to appear in front of you it only happens at the target's location okay so the third one would have been fine okay so as number one as number one goes away number three pops up and this one this one also has a metal baton it's not close enough to hit you without throwing its weapon at you if you would like you can get an attack before it gets close enough to hit you okay well with blast having a range of 10 feet i'm gonna get to within 10 feet of it, and I'm going to use Blast on it. Okay. So, a con saving throw of 13. Got a 7. All right. And that's only one damage. Okay. Still standing, and he is going to run up and swing the baton at you. Oh, isn't that 20? All right, great. How many damage? Okay, that one only did 6. <laughs> and she's out. Like a light. Okay, so... As you all watch Farida drop, the person just kind of disappears and Farida, you just kind of come back to consciousness and realize nothing really hurts. Do I still see the, the holograms hanging around me? The hologram is like fading away and the windows are starting to unfrost. Oh, I'm gonna still shoot a blast at it. You are more than welcome to, it will fail the con save because it's disappearing. Alright, that's my damage. Window cracks a little bit. Alright, that could have done better. Wait, I'd like to roll a perception check on the sensors and cameras when the window's cracked. Okay. That's an eight. Like, nothing happens with the sensors, but the robot's like, this is why we don't use magic in that room. And it just kind of rolls over, sprays something on the window, and the crack disappears, and then it rolls back. Who is next? I'll go next. You seem awful prepared for explosions to happen in there. To not have magic happen. So I would be given a weapon? Or... What weapons you wouldn't have on you? Because I think you have, I let you have the wrist blades. Yep. I think you didn't you also have like two combat yes. knives. So you've already had those with you, but you can pick up what other weapons are on your sheet from the Federation for the practice. So you can pick up both the pistol and saber if you want. I'm just like story reasons you get these weapons. Fair to see you walk out, Katasha. I'm just going to like, yeah. Always good to have an Esper on the team. Not bad. Thank you. She's going to go rummage through the cabinets and stuff to see if there's any, like, first aid kits or anything. As Shadow sees you do, and she's like, damage wasn't real, you know. Well, then, I mean, she wouldn't do it if the damage wasn't real. Like, yeah, that room is trippy. It makes you think you're actually dying, but it's some weird psychic thing. It's only condensed in that room. Weird. I don't like it. It's their best way to test just how much you can take in different kinds of situations without accidentally killing new recruits. Probably why they turn down the difficulty. Usually when you pop in there, there's five of them immediately. Alright. You go in, same thing happens. The window closes behind you and then they frost. And the first one is going to be going to be behind you. Your passive perception is 16, right? Yes. Okay, let me... I'm gonna do a thing. Oh, yeah. For some reason this hologram makes a little noise when it pops up, or you can see the sort of reflection in the frosting, and so you can tell it's behind you. Okay. It doesn't get to sneak up on you, but you get a chance to hit it. Okay, so I hit it first. Would I have advantage, or would it just be a normal attack? I have something called Depth Strike, where you add damage if you have advantage on the attack roll. Since you caught onto it faster and it wasn't able to sneak up on you... Yeah, you can, I'll give you advantage on that. <laughs> okay. It's a 12. Yep, that, that hits. Okay. Oh, now you get to roll the damage. Oh, boy. Let's see. Let's see, 7 plus, see, that's 8. 9. 9 damage. It's gone. Okay. You wait a beat, and then the next one 
is going to come from your left, and it is going to have, I never actually gave the other one a weapon, but it is going to have a metal baton, and it's coming at you from the left. So it's going to get at you, it's going to take a swing, and 18 to hit. Alright, and that does, oh, one point of damage. Alright. And now you, you get to hit it back. Okay, let me just- Whatever you want to hit it with. Let me just mark that. Let me just mark my hit points. Real quick, okay. It does feel real. Is it right by me? Is it far away? It came up and like it got close enough to hit you. You can move closer if you want. And I'm imagining it just kind of hit your arm as oh. you were turned around to face the back. Okay, so I'll just hit it with the saber then. Okay. Ten. Mm, dismisses. Okay, that's okay. Alright, so it's gonna roll to attack you, and as it's doing that, another. <sighs> So it's going to get a 15 to hit, and another one is going to come from in front of you. But it's not close enough to attack yet. Okay, that one hits. Alright, that one does 4 damage. Okay. Person number 3, the one coming from in front of you has a saber, but it's not quite close enough to hit. So you can hit number 2, or you could also shoot number 3. Let me see something. Also, for flavor reasons, oh, these pistols have dummy ammo, I have a quick question. The metal baton, would that be considered bludgeoning damage? Yes. Okay. I'll just hit the, I guess, the second one again. Ooh, that's another 10. I'm not rolling for that die. Okay. Just misses. That's okay. It's just going to roll to attack you. Good grief, why do I only get good rolls when I'm DMing? It hits. Okay. This one only does one point of damage. Okay. And number three would now be close enough to be able to hit you. So okay. it's going to swing and it's going to miss. Okay. All right. I can do that. <laughs> All right. So it is your turn. Okay. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I got a 22. Ooh, nice. Who are you hitting? Two or three? Two. Okay. So you're you're hitting the, the snacky guy, not the stabby yeah. guy. It's a D8. And yes, I have the right die. Seven. All right, two is gone. Now you just have three. The saber person's gonna try and hit you, and he is going to hit you. The nineteen. All right. And he does four damage, and that one is slashing. Okay. Are there any others coming, or is it just that one? Not yet. That you know one. of. Okay, I'll go for the saber one. Yeah. Oh yay! I got a twenty-four. Oh, yeah, that, that definitely hits. Uh, 11. Gone. Gone? Cool. And as it disappears, there's a little fanfare thing and the window's on frost. And Chad just kind of looks up at the robot's like, Really? We're only doing three? We usually do more rounds? And the robot responds, It's important that we get to this mission quickly, but we also need to test their readiness. And you bring them on because their skills. But we have to test their readiness. I'll turn to Shadow and be like, I'm not even going to be subtle about it. Look at those cameras up there. See how they're pointed a bit higher? I think they're trying to watch for the Ashen Forge. Could be. They've also, they're also constantly scanning all energy readings to figure out what people can do. They're probably keeping an eye out for you because Prometheus and her because Eldori. Creation's curious about anything that's not human. It is my turn, yes? I believe so, because they're not going to let me in, because I almost broke the thing last time. Having a bit of a day, but yeah. Go on and see what you can do. Make sure to lift one up above your head before you throw it on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so that they can see just what you can do. I will take that into account. Have fun. You don't have to pick up any weapons, because you had your weapons with you. Yeah, so I have a saber and a pistol. The glass... Rises and it's you have to duck a little bit to get underneath it. <laughs> but same thing, you get into the center, it drops down, it, the windows frost. Y'all can still see what's going on. This person is going to come from your left, and they are holding a saber. Cool. Okay. And so it's going to rush at you. Do you want to go attack it first, or do you want to wait for it to come to you? I'll go attack it first. Roll to hit with whatever you're attacking it with. Actually, how far away is it? I described this box as 15 by 15, but what I really meant is all are 15 feet away from you on each side. Mm-hmm. 
I should 15 by 15 is not big. It's really 30 by 30. So it's about 15 away from you. So like you should be able to go get to it. It's just they move slower than you do. Okay. Then I'll go at it with the saber. And... <laughs> well, crap. I rolled the... I got a five. Even with like attack bonus proficiency modifier, you miss. Yeah. Yeah, Shinforge just kind of whiffs right over it. Yep. It's gonna try and attack you, but in 11. Don't think that hits you, does it? My armor's an 18. Yes, yeah, so, like, it just kind of bounces off. <laughs> you get to attack again. Okay. <laughs> it's just like, doink. <laughs> 17, much better. Oh yeah, that hits. Roll my d8. 3 damage. Still there, but it's mm-hmm. flickering. As you are attacking him, another one appears from what would be behind you, but since you're facing to the left, like from where from where you came in, but since like you've turned to attack, you can see it out of the corner of your eye. It's what's currently to your left. Okay. So you can see it. It's not quite close enough to attack you, but you figure like you have one more hit before it's able to hit you. Okay. Number one's going to try and hit you again. Okay. At an 18, which I believe match goes to the person who rolls, so it, it does hit. Five damage. Five damage? Yeah. And then you get to hit it. Alright. I need a better, like, rolling surface. I don't have anything real good right now, but I'm doing my best. That's a seven. It does not hit. Okay. Alright, so at this point, number two has gotten close enough to attack, and it has a baton, so it's going to swing at you with the baton. And got another 18. Alright, so that is going to do four damage that time. 13. Okay. Alright. And then, I believe number one attacks. It's an eight, so it just slides right off your armor. I'm gonna go for number one again, because I've already damaged it. That is a natural 20. Oh yeah, he's gone. You don't even have to roll damage. Actually, what are you hitting him with? The saber. Okay. Are you just doing, like, a stabby or a swing? I'm gonna, uh, slash at it. Okay. I roll the damage, and then I think it's double it for crit hit. It's a three. So you take three, double it, that'll be a six. So, one is gone, and you bump number two. As you do that, another one appears behind where number two was. (laughs) Okay. So, okay, number two is going to attack you, and he just barely misses. So I'm going to attack number two. That is a nine. Armor class is 11, so just barely misses. Oh, bless. (laughs) I don't add anything to that, do I? It's just the dice, right? Would be plus dex. You're attacking with the saber. And I think uh, also plus proficiency as well. I did not explain how combat math goes, I apologize. No. Yeah, I definitely learned D&D mechanics at clown school, so I have no idea what I'm doing. That is the best description I've ever heard. You mean the adventure zone? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. It's okay, I don't either. I'm making this up as I go. Can I add something? Yes? So on your page, it should show what your proficiency modifier is. Like anything you're proficient in, you add that. So that's the d20 plus the relevant stat for the weapon. So either dex or strength. For that one. And then adding your proficiency. And then that's the number to hit. So you have three different numbers that go together. Okay. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so that's a 9 plus 2, 11 plus 2, 13 total. (laughs) So that does hit. Yay math. (laughs) Yay math. Yay knowing the rules. Just so you're keeping in mind, the proficiency modifier gets added if you have proficiency with a tool. So if you pick up something that you don't regularly use, for example, for me, I do have access to a pistol, but if I were to pick up a rifle, I would be able to add the proficiency modifier. I have proficiency with all weapons. Then always add proficiency. (laughs) Okay, cool. So I am slashing at it with the saber, and I got a four. Four damage. Let's go. Throwing a lot of really squishy things at you. <laughs> You're throwing squishy things at someone who is not squishy. There is another one, number three, 
don't remember how long ago number three showed up, but he's close enough to- Close enough to attack me. Yeah, so yeah, he's he's gonna attack. Mm-hmm. He's gonna hit you for five points of damage. Okay. I'm going to hit him back. Total of 18 to hit. Yes. You hit it real good. Yep, and this is still with the saber. And that is... Fell off my surface. Okay, that's three. Number three is gone. The window unfrosts. The door opens back up. And the robot's transmuted. This should be acceptable. Please proceed to your ship and continue with the mission. Remember, no outside communication is allowed. You'll be able to communicate with me directly through your ship until the mission is over. Wonderful. Look forward to dealing with your stunning personality. Everyone all right? Ready to go? Yeah, yes. Yep. Yes, Cap. All right. Docs are this way, right? Or do you have to escort us, Master Robot? You are correct. It is through that door. It will take you directly to the docks, and no one will be there. You are free to leave as soon as possible. Still sounds sketchy. Aboard the Opal Star is an Esper Genesis 5e actual play podcast DM'd and produced by Brianna Toiver as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. I'm Casey, and I'm playing Anima the Ashenforged. I'm playing Farida the Prometheus. My name's Alexis, and I am playing Vilina Sorel the Eldori. Music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what we're doing and would like to support us, please consider leaving a review or donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. Mm-hmm.